Allen's Investigate, airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Welcome to the Allens Investigate with me, Shona Allen. And I'm Gary Allen. And we're broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. This week, we'd like to welcome our special guest and dear friend, Kevin O'Doherty, author, filmmaker and spiritualist. Kevin was church president of Waterloo Spiritualist Church Liverpool for many years his early life was characterised by visitations and what he thought were hallucinations as the result of head trauma when a baby. But when he grew up, he realised his visions and encounters were real. At 18, he knew he wanted to follow spiritualism. He joined the movement, becoming a spiritual healer, teacher and medium. With over 40 years experience, Kevin sat down to write his first book, The Psychic and Spiritual Awareness Manual. Kevin currently works as a filmmaker, photographer, and graphic designer. Welcome, Kevin. Welcome, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Welcome to you. And uh, great to be uh, guesting on this, your second show. So thank you for thank having you. me. Yeah, it's a pleasure having you, Kevin. So uh, where did it all start for you then, Kevin? Well, as uh, Shona quite aptly, you know, puts it in the biog, uh, really as a kid, you know, uh, uh, the reason I, I had this head trauma quite severe as a, a baby it was only, you know, a few months old. So I've still got the scar actually over the third eye. Ooh. Right, a bit like Harry Potter, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, growing up, uh, people said, uh, you know, you should have died and all that sort of stuff, you know. And, yeah. uh, and so when I used to see things, I'd keep it to myself because I thought it was because of the head injury, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I lived in a state of fear, I've got to say. Um, you know, kids' wild imagination, I have a, a, a wild imagination anyway, uh, which is a gift from God, isn't it? That's what makes us different is we can Absolutely. imagine. Yeah, Absolutely. sure. Sometimes that can work against you, you know. So, uh, but it wasn't until I was uh, 18, I went to a spiritualist church. I was drawn to a spiritualist church. A medium came to me and described certain things, people, visions. And I thought, I've seen all these before. I know who you're talking about. I began to realize that maybe these things were real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that was the, the awakening, if you like, um, right. realizing that. And, and it was also a place where, you know, um, you know, on, I, I was raised a, a, you know, Roman Catholic. Oh, uh, okay parents are Irish and uh you know I'm born over here but um my sister and I they're, they're she's born in Ireland and uh we have strong well not strong but you know the Irish thing with the Roman Catholics so yeah you know um so I found that Orthodox churches didn't have an answer no. you know just to pray or you know um there wasn't a real answer wasn't the answer I was looking for mm. I knew and more to it so um but the spiritualist church he was a place where i wasn't a lunatic you know i was a 
Not the old one out, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I found that quite comforting. You know, I could be yeah. more of myself and uh, I wasn't judged or um, anything. You know, I, I felt that yeah. high strangeness, things happening to you could be spoken about amongst friends and congregation yeah. and groups. So that was, I would say, the beginning of... Uh, you know, awareness. it is difficult, Kevin, because you know I, I sort of struggle with that when the when you look at the Bible itself and you see like I think there's about 750 contradictions in it, and so I struggle with that to oh, find. That, yeah, I struggle to find that that can be true if there's 750 contradictions. But uh, you know, I think everybody must find their way on the path, and if they mm. if they find their way to God through the Bible, then that's great, isn't it? It is. Uh... I mean, I, I prefer the New Testament to the Old Testament. Uh, I, there's some good things in the Old Testament. It's not really my thing, you know. Um, no, no. I do know my Bible. Um, yeah. I, I know it very, very well. Certainly as good as any priest or vicar or minister. Um, yeah. And occasionally they get things wrong, you know, which I like to remind them of now and then or correct their quote. <laughs> but you notice that when, when Christians in particular when they're around, you know, and they're quoting chapter and verse, they often misquote or they get it wrong, you know. Uh, yeah. And uh, they, you know, they become set in a certain way of looking at things. And mm. uh, sure. But I think the spirit is more free than that. That we, the, the book is a guide, really. It's the inspired word of God, if you, if you like. But at the same time... Uh, there was a lot more to the Bible than what made it into the Bible. There was a, a series of spiritual courts held in the fourth century AD in Nicaea. Council of Nicaea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the Nicene Creed was developed in the fourth century that the spiritual gifts, as outlined by Paul in the letter to the Corinthians, those who can discern spirits, those who can heal, um, those you know where the gifts are outlined that these things could only be ministered through the priesthood um mm. but that immediately divorced everyone i think the problem with orthodoxy is i was, I was looking on gb news the other day there was uh, i seldom look at it you know but i did see it where i um, can't remember an elisa goddard or something goddard her name is anyway the presenter trisha goddard yeah, Trisha Goddard. Yeah, Trisha Goddard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who Lisa is. <laughs> <laughs> She's an actress. That's what I that do. Uh, uh, had on um, someone from the Muslim faith and someone from the Christian faith, and mm -hmm. they were clairvoyants and mediums. I don't know who yeah. saw it. And uh, the problem is um, that they are so clothed with the garments of office and power, they've got their mm. walls got the sacraments they've got their influences in the corridor i say of, of, of power they've uh, got their book they've got um their money and their wealth they've got everything and left no room for the spirit and that's why what you might call miracles as it were well it, it's control kevin isn't it say again sorry it's control isn't it that's the thing it's you know they're able to control you by that aren't they with fear, you know, it's the fear-based thing, isn't it? You have to come via me to get to God when God is really within everybody, isn't it? That's right. Beware of intercessors. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Well, we all find that the uh, the Bible's written in allegory anyway, you know. 
And if you can understand that, then you'll find the truth, uh, you know. But each yeah. to their own, that's what I say, you know. I mean, the Bible has been a great strength to me It's it's uh, over, over the years, you know. Um, and I, I um, have a slightly different view on it now. But it doesn't, it's not a way of me getting to God or anything. God, as you say, is within you. And there is no, um, you know, uh, that the Bible is a is, is a written book, um, mm. whereas you need to, uh, as a spirit, you need to live and breathe the spirit here in the here and now. And mm. uh, I find the problem is that people become a slave to the book and yeah. they become right. a slave to the liturgy of the word instead of interpreting the spirit of what is meant. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, it should be something that inspires you and enlightens you, shouldn't it? And rather than, you know, actually going exactly by every single letter, um, I don't think the originators of that actually ever meant that. And, you know, everything to me, everything is within us. We, we are the temple of God, each yeah. and every one of us. We all have that spark, that divine mm. creation within us. And we just have to come back and start to connect with that again. Mm. I mean, if you look at, um, for instance, if you try to do healing, for instance, then you're doing the work of the devil as far as that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You do, you know, but if you look at, if you look at Jesus, for instance, he was a clairvoyant, like the woman at the well, for instance, where, um, he says to the woman, uh, she, she tries to she, they have the discussion over whose well it is and who has a right to drink the water. And he says, you know, if you drink of the water of this well, you'll thirst again. But if you drink of the water I um, give you, then you'll never thirst again. She says, who do you think you are? You know, do you think you are the great one come amongst us and all this? And he says, if only you knew who it is who asked you for this water. And then he says to her, you've had five husbands and the one you're with now you are not married to then he sends the disciples off into uh the town to get a donkey which is the one he's going to ride into jerusalem and he says to the disciples first thing you'll see is a donkey and you are to ask the owner for the donkey tell him who it is who has sent you and he'll give it to you freely now as spiritualists we know that that was a setup that an angel had visited the keeper of the donkey or whatever, you know, so, or maybe even Jesus had bilocated, right, appeared to the man and said, my disciples will come and ask for this, and it's for a certain purpose. But when they came back, she says to the disciples, he truly is the one who's told me everything I ever did. Mm. And in your interpretations, it's unto five generations. So that must have been the first recorded private sitting. Yeah, but it does, it does raise a lot of questions, Kevin, doesn't it? You know, I mean, if the Bible is, is uh, it's basically channeled, isn't it? I mean, if it's the word of God, someone wrote it down and that's basically channeling, isn't it? You yeah. know, it's, it's difficult to comprehend it. To me, it's difficult to comprehend, you know, and I, I do well, struggle sometimes with it. Yeah. I mean, to me, um, maybe there's probably a lot of people that would disagree, but to me, the Jesus figure is basically the idea of what we can all become, that that perfected man mm. or woman, going <laughs> to the life of Brian, man or woman. Yeah. But it's that perfected state, isn't it, that we, we can and we have the possibility of becoming into. 
Well, you will do all the works I will do, I do, and greater, greater works will no. follow you. If only you think, do, pray, and trust as I do. One of the last things he said. Yeah, it seems interesting. It's failed, hasn't it? Orthodox religion, it doesn't, um, it's not carried on um, the message in that respect. It's too steeped in orthodoxy and money, um, power, and all those things that are wrong. Yeah, the materialism. Yeah. The materialism has kind of taken over, hasn't it, from from the spiritual thing? It's lost its way. So that's why people are, are turning away from it more and more, especially so now. You know, it's totally lost its message. Uh, it doesn't even, you know, the, the orthodox religions of the world predominantly are, um, you know, it's, it's up to people what they, they want to believe and that. But really, they are instruments of control um they have good things in them and people do great works within them and there are spiritual gifts and things done within religions there are visitations and all kinds of yeah i don't dispute that but that's based on the faith of the people and mm. if you want to talk about jesus and the word faith faith means to actively believe and it's become a dirty word and and particularly around uh, psychics and that who think they can produce proof you can't produce mm. proof or evidence evidence isn't proof evidence can point one way or another and what we offer is uh it's not it's kind of evidence but we can never prove it because it's up to you to discover that message for yourself what does it mean to you personally when you receive a message you see mm. so well, you know that kevin is it's like with many people they have different uh they see different things they see different aspects of what energy is and they've got different ideas haven't they but to me and shona uh, for us truth is a fact demonstrated so if it's demonstrated and can be seen that that's that's how the way we look at truth mm. and anything else is is um superstition until such time as it's proven really yeah you know so but that's just the way we take it really in a way we're like the early christians in that you know we kind of meet secretly and uh you know uh we're chastised by the authorities and uh the likes yeah. uh what's her name trisha goddard and that sort of stuff there's an agenda going on isn't it there's well there, there's oh, definitely an sure. agenda there's no there's no question about it. there's an agenda to to um uh take away the uh you know the spiritual aspect so that uh, mm. if you've done away with the uh the soul and then <laughs> it's just all materialism you know i mean what good is that i mean you know isn't it spiritual we are spiritual we're made of energy we are spiritual um yeah. so you, you can't take that away but they, there's been sort of certain parties that have been busy over the many years trying to completely eliminate this from people so that they're making everything you know mainstream science everything is going to be absolutely material or it doesn't exist yeah that's right kevin if we go back to spiritualism um do, do you know the the origins of spiritualism for the people out there um well there's kind of modern spiritualism uh which began with the Fox sisters. Uh, I don't really buy that story, to be honest with you. It's not really my cup of tea. I think modern spiritualism really began in the 1700s with uh, Emanuel Swedenborg. Mm. So if I look at his work, he was the foremost metallurgist. He was 
um, he saw spiritualism as the reemergence of the Christ powers. That what, mm. what, what he said has been, you know, centuries of darkness. And then there's nothing until you get to St. Francis, until you get to Joan of Arc, until you get to uh, Emanuel Swedenborg. Mm. Like he was uh, at, at a dinner. Uh, this is what um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote in The History of Spiritualism. He was at a dinner in Stockholm. Uh, this is Emanuel Swedenborg. Um, and... Uh, he, without going into any altered state or trance, he said there is a, a fire. Um, sorry, it wasn't. It, he, he was three hundred miles away from Stockholm. Sorry, he said there is a fire taking place in Stockholm now, and many people have died. And in those days, in in the, you know, uh, the seventeen hundreds, it took a while for uh, news to reach, and indeed there had been a, a terrible fire, and he described it in great detail. But he didn't go into any trance, you see. He was just at a dinner and he just stopped what he was doing and he spoke that way. He also uh, produced ectoplasm, but he called it ideal, ideal, sorry, let me get it right. Idealplasm, he called it. And okay. uh, he said, uh, the minute that I think of, he said, this mist forms, he said. And the minute I think of someone passed over, it instantly takes on their form. He said, but this substance comes from me, from out of me. It uses the fibers of my clothes and my skin. You know, he understood about physics and things. He was, I say, the foremost metallurgist of his time, a great intellect, you know, a scientist and uh, a great um, thinker and very, mm. very gifted. And uh, so I'd say he was really the beginning but the why he's not acknowledged in a lot of spiritualist churches is because he was fundamentally Christian and he saw yeah. the emergence of Christ's powers. Whereas mm. as you know, within spiritualism, there is also, which is why I've left it, by the way, one of the reasons why is that there's no um, recognition that Jesus did anything that was uh, spiritual or that he was a great medium, teacher, healer, that he had visions, that he foresaw things, that he went up onto the astral plane, that he um, manifested things, that he also worked with all the... What, what he did in the Bible was nothing new. It had already been done before in the, in the other texts. If you read what yeah. Reverend G. Morris Elliott wrote in his book, When Prophets Spoke, he talks about spiritualism in the Old Testament, and shows that everything Jesus did had been done before, like the walking on water, like the so-called raising of the dead, which it wasn't because he didn't raise Lazarus from the dead. I mean, if you just pick on one miracle very quickly, people insist that he raised the dead. But if you actually read that account of Lazarus, he's three days away from where Lazarus is. He gets the news that Lazarus has died and he says, but he is not dead, but sleepeth, you know. This illness is not of death, is what he says. He never yeah. once says that Lazarus is dead. The same mm -hmm. with Jairus' daughter. He never once says she's dead. I'll go and wake her from his sleep, he says. Because the yeah. spirit well told him, Lazarus ain't over here, mate. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what, what is, sorry, Kevin. What is interesting is that uh, 
spiritualism became a religion, didn't it? Sadly, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I think, what was the reason for that? Was... Well, I, I think, I mean, I'm not sure about this. Perhaps you'll tell me, Kevin, but I thought it was to do with the fact that it was to stop them being persecuted under the Witchcraft Act. Mm. Are you yeah. familiar with that, Kevin, that one? Yeah, uh, vagrancy, wasn't it? Believe it or not, under the Vagrancy mm. Act, um, they they tried to find. Um, it was with um, uh, what's her name, Helen. Uh, Helen Duncan. Helen Duncan, yeah. That's shame on me forgetting that. Um, <laughs> you very naughty boy. You are naughty boy. <laughs> no, no I, I listened to one of her seances. I got a tape recording one of the seances, and I didn't really rate it very much. So she kind of mm. went down. But she did stand up and do good things for spiritualism. But yeah. Churchill stepped in, and I think she was done under the Vagrancy Act, wasn't she, in mm. the end? Mm. The Witchcraft Act was so old. But um, I, I don't buy any of that either. I just think, you know, um, I don't understand any of that why, you know, people weren't persecuted. I, I, I just mm. think that was a construct. You could meet and do whatever you wanted, you know. I think the only the, the thing with the Helen Duncan case was that she was a very good medium. She didn't need to fake it. Uh, no, no. Give me for saying that. I, I just know some spirits are tearing the hair out. But, you know, <laughs> it's just my opinion, you know, take it or leave yeah. it. I've got tapes, you know, listen to Well, them. that's the idea of free speech, isn't it? Yeah, that, you know, idea, yeah. Whether people like it or they don't like it, at mm. least you can say it, you know, without fear of I abuse. I mean, that's, the, that's the thing with uh, me and Shona, Kevin. We, we're not spiritualists and uh, we're not religious either. We have no interest in religion at all. But nevertheless, we want to bring uh, the truth to people. So we want everyone's opinion and listen to it. And uh, we won't be judgmental on anything. We'll just listen to it and let the viewers make their own mind up or the listeners make their own mind up on what they think about it. Um, it's very interesting because in the times of William Blake and Shelley and all that, there was... Uh, they were really into it big time, wasn't they? And um, and also yeah. you've got uh, Rajad Kipling and Agatha Christie. You yeah. know, a lot of people don't realise it. Some of the greatest writers uh, and poets and philosophers, uh, Plato, they all understood about the manias. The... Well, yeah, Plato called it the manias <laughs> yeah. upon me, didn't yeah. he? And I think this is the thing. I Rupert think... Brooke as yeah. well, Rupert Brooke. Many, many great writers, oh, yes. artists, poets, musicians. You know, it's... They're connecting to that that stream, the source, of, the, source, the yeah. stream of consciousness, if you like, and it's all there for the for the plugging into, as it were, isn't it? Really. Well, they had um, the um, the Church of England in 1935, I think it was. I've got the report somewhere. Published a report into spiritualism. They were actually <laughs> taking it on as, um, you know, again, seen as the re-emergence of the Christ powers, but then they decided not to, um, for various reasons, um, and we can speculate on those. Uh, they don't really go into too much about it, but I think um, what I was going to say earlier as well is that they don't understand how it works. They don't understand auras and energies. They don't understand exactly. traveling. Yeah. They don't understand clairvoyance or how healing works they don't understand mm -hmm. chakras are they don't understand interpretation of colors and interpretation of visions and the code of the spirit in the eyes of the soul they don't understand how all that works so 
because of that, it's easier for them to just keep what they've got rather than tear up all the stuff that, you know, um, they've written for so long about uh, what they believe, their creed. And they don't like you messing with their creed, of course. So I'm not mm-hmm. having to go Orthodox Christians so much, but no. they're, they're losing... I mean, I'm, I'm not really bothered about Orthodox Church. I just think that they don't under, they don't understand even why they're losing people. No, mm. no, exactly. No, it's interesting that uh, when you talk to um, you know skeptics, I've spoken to uh, Richard Wiseman and uh, Chris French and uh, and James Randi. James I mean, Randy. do you remember when James Randi had this million dollar challenge? Wasn't it anyone who could prove that any kind of psychic or paranormal ability and uh and when i challenged uh, james randy uh he wrote back to me and said i was a deluded person if i could do what i said i could do but there was no challenge there no million dollars i mean you know it was a load of nonsense wasn't it you know and the, and the thing you've got to question your question is kevin is if you spend 30 years searching for something and you don't find it then why don't you take another job i think <laughs> I mean, does the does the million pounds or dollars or whatever it is does it actually exist? No, it never existed. No, no, it never existed. It was it was all nonsense, wasn't it? But uh, yeah. I think Randy was going to magic out of his hat, wasn't it? Oh yes. Ka-ching! I mean, did you do you remember James Randy? He was a very famous uh, magician. Um, you, everyone knew James Randy, didn't they? Especially in America, he was really well known, wasn't he? I mean, but, if you. Um, Sorry. Sorry, Kevin, go on. You know, uh, meeting the skeptic um, kind of did that in the first book. Uh, but really, if, if you, what I say to people, if you meet someone who doesn't believe in God and they, you know, it's a bit of a challenge, you know, they're challenging you for what you believe, what I usually say is, and uh, it usually upsets people, but I say, um, you know, so in the beginning, you know, there was nothing. And shouldn't it have ended there then, you know? And uh, but all of a sudden, nothingness became everything, you know, in the form of a big explosion, apparently, this big bang. Yeah. Thing. And it, it wasn't like any explosion we know. Instead of destroying everything, it created everything. It created everything, yeah. And we got it right first time, which, you know, for Frederick Hoyle, astronomer royal, I think it was in 1971, said that's that's like a hurricane whirling through a junkyard and assembling this jumbo 747 jet fueled and ready to go or something he said you know it's likely as that you know and Mm. uh, you know it formed into you know atoms and neutrons and protons and molecules and liquid Light and shade, and moons and stars and galaxies, and it all seemed to know what to do, didn't it? <laughs> and yeah. eventually, form organic life, and which resulted in you and me talking the way we are right now. You know, it's yeah, all- why, why, I mean, why can't people accept that there that there is no explanation for or any of it? I mean, you know, why don't you just accept you can't explain how everything started? You don't, you ain't got a clue. It's better off if you said you ain't got a clue than trying to say. Billions of years ago, this done this and this done this, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Fairy tale. It is. I have. I've got very little time for science. I'm afraid. I honestly, 
And uh, when I listen to programmes on uh, science programmes, I just think, what the hell are they talking about? Well, I've noticed that it's all about theory, though, isn't it? It's the Big Bang Theory. The theory, theory of evolution. Yeah, but you scientific know, theory is different, my dear. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and <laughs> mathematicians are winning physics prizes. The Nobel Prize for Physics was won by a mathematician. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord, 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 Lord. Yes, it's very, very interesting, the, you know, the old sceptic thing and that. But, uh, you know, this, this is what I try to say, Kevin. Everybody, everybody has the gift of healing and everybody has the gift of sixth sense. Even if you're the most ardent sceptic in the world, yeah. you still have access to this source, to this power, don't you? Yeah. I mean, scientism is, uh, is a religion. They have cardinals and bishops and popes. So, like... Brian Cox and, um, you know, uh, who's the guy in the wheelchair? Uh, what was his name? Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Hawkins and Dawkins and all them. They're like the mm. cardinals, bishops and popes, and the priests are the ones in the colleges who are teaching all this. In yeah. Yeah. So it's a religion. And if you mess again with their creed, you don't, yeah. um, you know, sign up to what they believe in, then you are a heretic. And yet, yeah. you know, um, they expect you to buy that scenario I've just given you about uh, yeah. came from nothing. So, you know, and then, you know, I also say to them, so you're self-created. Well, you know, you're very accomplished. Mm. Self-created person, you know. How, how does that work? So all this is confidence, you know. Um, and, you know, it's just so, you know, you just drop that. It's toxic, mm. right? It's, uh a demonic way of looking at things it's a dark way of looking at things because what they're doing is divorcing you not just from heaven and earth as orthodox mm. religion does um but what they are also doing is they are making you think of things they are saying that you're a tiny insignificant speck on a planet that's hurtling through space which mm. is you know the tip of uh, the eastern spiral arm of a galaxy allegedly even though like we've never photographed this galaxy they just assume this you know uh and that's what you are and that that then makes you think well hang on a minute i'm nothing and if you tie that in with darwinism you know mm. and, uh social darwinism it's well it's the lord the jungle mate you know i'm better than you right mm. You know, I survive, survival of the fittest, only the, the, the fittest will, will survive. You know, tough, mate. You know, sorry you didn't make it, but that's mm. what it is. And it's, it's a pretext for their tyranny. And this is yeah. why, because as human beings, we have empathy, we care, we have all the positive attributes of the soul, such as compassion, you know, mm. love. And we also have, um, you know, an imagination. And we can mm -hmm. empathize with people. We, we don't have to go somewhere to understand the situation. But they want us thinking like monkeys and all the other creatures that don't have an imagination. So, you know, a tiger comes by some monkeys, right? And all the monkeys, they don't have this conversation that the, the scientists tell you they have. They communicate. <laughs> they don't converse. They, they communicate. They make noises. And they don't have a meeting afterwards and say how they could have handled the situation better. Write about it, and they don't. They don't put things in place to make sure it never happens again. You know, they're yeah. just 
reacting because they're creatures. That's all they all the animals are, are creatures mm -hmm. that way. You know, they are a certain thing of the earth in, in that, that respect. But we are not animals, we are different in that we speculate about things. We're having conversations now when you know we speculate about speculate about our origins and we speculate about all manner of things, and they try mm -hmm. to shut that down within us. And if you look, what's really under attack is the human spirit. If they can break your no. spirit, then they've won. And that's where you must never... In the Nicomadi text, there's a, a part where John, who wrote the book of Revelations, is hiding in a cave. And Jesus appears to him because he was a clairvoyant uh, John. And he mm. says to him an interesting thing. He says, the one who sees reveals... Mm, interesting. Yeah, your first first book, Kevin, for the audience, uh, the Nagam Andy, wasn't it? Nagamadi, that one. Oh yeah, that one you've got <laughs> in your hand. That's the one that you're pointing to. Well played, sir. Well played, <laughs> Johnny. <Ooh. good. laughs> two for one, mate. Two for one. Come on. <laughs> two for one, mate. Two for one. Water cam. Because you got a pretty face. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll frown the two of them in. <laughs> <laughs> All the old market traders coming out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else have I got? Um, I expect my signed editions in the post, then, young yeah. man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, but there's a strike on at the moment. So, oh, okay. All right, then. Fair enough. <laughs> what, what were we saying? I've totally forgotten that. You were talking about John in the cave. Yeah. So then uh, he says, Another interesting thing to him, which I really love this, he says, you know, he says, you, you're the light of the world. He said, and yeah. you, for all this darkness that's around you, for the sake of that darkness, your light shines all the brighter. It stands out more. He yeah. said, but you must never allow that darkness to enter your light because it will dim it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were talking last yeah. week with Michelle, wasn't we, about... That you can't you can't have light without dark. You can't have good without bad. You can't have right without wrong. You know, there's two sides to it. And if you look at the the, the you know the fox who who kills the the you know the the timid rabbit and uh, and how the cat plays with the mouse and before it kills it and all kinds of stuff. And you just and and even the wanton uh, violence in the human being. And you think to yourself, what the hell is that all about? What the hell is that all about? I don't know. I mean, just this week we was watching uh, uh, the uh, fox hunters, you know. Uh, uh, oh, God. You can't even believe that you could throw a fox to a bunch of hounds, can you? It's absolutely yeah. despicable, isn't it? It is. So, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, you know, the human being, um, I don't understand the human being. I've got to be honest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wacko at times, isn't it? I think we deal with um, complicated things every day. We're not like we used to be back in the old days. Um, I was looking at a film of a German railway. I put it on my Facebook page. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's interesting that, just to describe it for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's the, can't pronounce it, it's German. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the railway, the railway anyway. And it's an overhead yeah, railway. I'll see if I've got the thing here. It's an overhead railway. And it's still running now. Uh, it was made in 1902, so it's 120 years ago. 
it's incredible um, yeah yeah but the thing about it is if you look at the um oh it's not giving me the name there damn uh if you look at the uh street scenes it's very um i don't think get it on there hold on i should i should have screen shared it really um just to show people um it's probably not going to show up very well on there i don't think um yeah you can see that yeah so it's this it's in stunning clarity it's mm -hmm. a, a journey on this train that goes through the, the town um in germany wherever it's called <laughs> and uh but what's interesting when you look at people walking around uh going about their affairs as they usually do and it's just the peace and tranquility and this isn't a construct this is a, a snap of life mm. this is yeah. i think i i and if you read the comments you know i want to go there why look you it, look what we've lost mm. you know, sure did you find the past has been yeah. very hard and you know you're lucky you're alive now who mm. now doesn't want to go back to 1990, 1980, 1960, or some of the era, some of the time. Yeah. The, the attack on the spirit, you say. Yeah. And yeah. when you look at old footage like that, it immediately think, you know, look at the, the, the values, look at the street life, just how things were. Everything's, you know, tidy. People have got things to do. They, they seem healthier and happier. Yeah. And, of course, an amazing uh, achievement, the railway itself, and it's it still... Astoundingly, is still still running today. So yeah, it's amazing. It is, it amazing. is amazing. Yeah, but you know, yeah. Um, sorry, sorry no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that uh, in today's in today's society, as it's been for quite a long time, um, people are slave to the media, aren't they? They're slave to television. You know, they're slaves to it, and uh, they're controlled by propaganda. And it would be lovely to see. Uh, things change where truth becomes important again, you know, where it becomes people's essence, truth. Yeah, it's about finding the spiritual self, a connection, reconnecting ourselves or making yeah. that connection stronger with that which created us. Because as it says in the Gospel of Thomas, that which created you, uh, that which is within you will save you. But if you deny mm -hmm. that which is within you, then that which is within you will destroy you. And you see it when people have a gift and they never develop it. It could be yeah. a pianist or something and they never ever, you know, take up the piano, say, or never accomplish it. And they, they become, it, it can destroy them, you know, it can become yeah. something. Um, and you've got to look at the conditions, why these things are shut down in us. And, you know, the attack on the human spirit today I think has never been stronger because we have technology, we can reach more people. And so, you know, we've got to be more clairvoyant. We've got to bring healing. We've got to reconnect, look at not just the, the German film, but look at things of wildlife, look at some nature. I know you've shown, you take a lot of really great photographs of flowers and things. And I've written to you before and said, I find these very inspiring. Thank uh, you. They, you know when just when you, you're forgetting about things when you're getting tied up in the material thing you know you mm -hmm. switch to something like a beautiful flower and it reminds you when you were a kid and that that connection and 
that's what they're trying to destroy. You look at society now, they're building these rabbit hutches for everyone to live in. Yeah, well, this is it, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's just so many fields and things. We see that where we live in Norfolk, and they're just so much of the agricultural land and the green fields are just being swallowed up by developments mm. now more and more. And you I've know, never in, seen so many trees cut down as I have in the last 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Know, I, I mentioned this to you the other day. I, I, I don't know if it's happening, anyone listening around the world, it's happening where they are. But certainly in the UK, and I know you agree, seems to be a lot of people walking down the street. And I'm not talking about with earbuds in, right, on a mm. phone, but who are talking to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've noticed that as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and it mm. reminds me of, um, you know, so I'm, I'm writing a new book at the moment. It's not out yet, but it, it describes some of the stories that I dealt with, particularly when I was president of Waterloo Spiritualist Church. Right. Uh, we called out to many different things, you know, hauntings and events and things. I've, I've experienced a lot as well. So I've kind of put it into chapters um so you can just dip in and out you don't have to it's not a linear narrative you know you can just no. go to that one where um like poltergeist or something like that you know um but uh i had um i've changed the names of a lot of things in because the, the people are still alive it's fairly recent history a lot of it so i've had to change all the things out of respect, you know, but the events. Yeah. Yeah, sure. mm -hmm. uh, one, one of the things that I've come to realize lately and, and seeing people talk to themselves, it, it's made me think, and I put a chapter in the book about this. Like I had a, um, a chap used to come for healing and he would hear voices in his head. And what you find with a lot of people who hear voices in the head is that most of the time they like the voices, mm -hmm. the doctors don't. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't like that, you know. And so you say to them, Well, what do the voices say? And so, well, they tell me things. And so, what did they tell you? You know, they, they tell me that, you know, um, they like you, or yeah. they mightn't like that person over there. Or when I'm talking to someone, it, it, they will tell me that they don't like that person. Mm. And I say, Well, what's that about? And then you say, Well, you know, it later turns out to be true, and psychologists and, you know, Psychiatrist, yeah. well, that's the outcome of something you've already set in motion in your head. Mm. You know, you planted the seed because some imaginary voice. But here's mm. the thing: when I, in the eighties, I became very clear audience for a short time, oh. and uh, yeah, it's gone now, <laughs> totally oh. gone. But, um, <laughs> and they opened me up that way to teach me certain things, and uh, yeah. the voices came in a number of ways. Um, but how it starts is they call your name. Yeah, tension, and you find this with you know schizophrenics as well. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, no comments. I can just imagine the comments section now going, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> feedback, you know. But anyway, um, that aside, satire aside, right? Is that why would you call your own name to yourself? Mm. Mm. Exactly. They call their own name. Right. So it's that's the way of letting you know that um, this is someone talking to you. Yeah. So uh, I began to respond. And then when I responded, I heard all these voices go, yes, he's heard us. He's heard us. <laughs> he's heard us in the studio. Yeah. 
yeah, <laughs> like that, you know. So, um, and then I kind of shut it down for a while, you know. And then it, over a period of months, I went through this. Uh, it lasted a couple of years, but it took a couple of months to get into this. So, I was interested in a number of people, quite a few actually, have come to me in my ministry, shall we say, and who hear voices, been diagnosed with schizophrenic. Now, what's interesting is um, with this chap, he was very intelligent. He said, when I walked past the church, he said, because uh, our, our church was on uh, a high street. It was like a shop front, you know. He said, when I touched the window, he said, the voices go away. No. Oh. So, he said, um, I feel that um, I must come into the church because he doesn't always like the voices, you see. Yeah. And they tell him bad things. This is this chap in particular. And he was under his doctor's care and a psychiatrist. And I had a, a series of conversations with him, and I found this very interesting, is that he said, um, the voices tell me, that the medication, the drugs my doctor has given me, together with what my psychiatrist gives me, because they have prescription pads too. He said, uh, you know, are killing me. This is just what he said. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'd get angry at the doctor and, you know, I'd get angry at the psychiatrist. I said, in what way would you get angry? He said, well, I just felt it. I wouldn't do anything to them, you know. And he, he wasn't that way inclined anyway. But looking at what we know about things, and it had come out very recently, didn't it, uh, a few months ago, that there's no cure in a, in a pill for a mental illness. That, that's an official yeah. that's come out now, you know, after years of speculation. So just research and do brain chemistry and stuff like that. But he already was way ahead of the game, you know, because they were just filling with drugs. And when he stopped taking his drugs, he just stopped taking them one day. And he had a breakdown, and the voice was saying, see, they're not good for you. But in a spiritual sense, that's not how God wants you to be. God doesn't want you taking drugs. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I know, like, we're, you know, in terms of pharmaceuticals, we've got to all be very, very careful. But I'm just talking about his story and his anecdotes, and I'll put it in the book. It's very interesting what he says. Oh, it's yeah. Psychologists and psychiatrists who actually agree with with. Mm-hmm what he would say so Mm -hmm. he said to him you know i I like my voices i like them i don't want them to go away so Mm -hmm. when evelyn Ryder, who was our vice president was taken into care she was a clear audience medium and she went missing from the church we couldn't find her and her son had put her in um you know a home uh she i don't know why she just for some reason stopped coming to the church she only lived in one of the cottages a, a few streets away so eventually tracked her down, you know, through neighbours and stuff. And then we went to visit her. And uh, all of the medical staff were saying, oh, you know, she's deluded. You know, she hears voices. And I said, well, you know, she's she's in her 80s. You know, she's been a medium for like probably 60 years. She's travelled all over the country as a clear audience medium. She listens to what the spirits say. And they were, they were giving her stuff. So, you know, it's yeah. it, um, this is where... It's not understood. So hang on, let me let me just finish this, right? Here's the bottom line. It's like you've got for thousands of years, since the beginning, right? Talk of demons, spirits, intercessors coming into people's lives, inspiring them, telling them good and bad things, right? Mm-hmm. 
then you go back to after the Second World War to around 1920. Yeah, around 1920. Not really before then, because things were still pretty enlightened up till about, you know, 1920. Um, suddenly you get to that 100 years ago. And everything that's gone before is nonsense, but take this pill instead. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, know, you look at the, 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 including the Bible, you look at all the, the, the Quran, you look at all the text going back through time, every religion and every world civilization all over the world document these beings, document these intrusions. Mm. And these voices and people being, you know, plagued and intruded upon for good or bad, yeah. yeah. And then suddenly, a hundred years ago, that's all nonsense. It's all superstition, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, so I'm, I'm constructing that chapter. I've composited him because there's a, a number of other cases. I've, I've put it all into one case. So that's a, basically um, the form of the book. It'll be incident. We look out for that, Kevin. Yeah, so yeah. That, that makes sense. So I think it's it's interesting though, Kevin, what you're saying because uh, you know, like with with all my philosophy and poetry works and that. I mean, their idea of what it was was that I had a multi personality disorder. I said, what they're all they're all they're good all writers, poets. they're all yeah, they're poets, all, poets. <laughs> all writers. <laughs> uh, they're all philosophers, are they? But well, you know, absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Mm. It's it absolutely is. ridiculous, you know. And uh, there's one thing you could uh, look up is Sonnet 86 uh, of uh, Shakespeare, which says, uh, Hear the, the affable, familiar ghost, which nightly goals him with intelligence. And I think anybody who understands that would understand that the goal is to feed with intelligence. And you, me, Shona, and anybody else like us, we have been fed with intelligence. And that's the simple, that's the simple bottom line of it, isn't it? It is, um, you know, and, and intelligence is by design as well. I mean, if you yeah. look at a blade of grass, it has intelligence because it knows what For to sure. do. For yeah. sure. The acorn turns into a mighty oak. When you look at the acorn, you think, well, I can't see the, the tree. How does that turn into that? Exactly. We back to that thing about it all being a coincidence, you know. Yeah. Well, that's it why I like going into nature. That's why I like going into nature so much and photographing mm. it because... You know, I'm. I just stand there in awe of everything. Oh, absolutely! And if you, if people yeah. actually take the time just to stop and think and look and take mm. it all in, and you're thinking that tree there, this tiny flower that every year it pops mm. up from a bulb. You know, it's resurrected every year, isn't it? Every spring, yeah. and it's just you see the divine in everything, and we, I see the yeah. divine in in people in each other, and I think, you know, we as a human race, we need to start waking up and oh, realizing sure. this yeah. yeah what someone said to me someone said to me what is god and i said god is that sublime intelligence that runs throughout everything <laughs> that's the best way of describing god isn't it i mean what else what other name could you say for god other than the sublime intelligence that runs throughout everything nature and you know uh when meeting the skeptic um and, and dare I say with orthodox religions as well, is that we don't look for God. We see everything as evidence of God. Mm -hmm. Flowers, yeah, the trees, you and yeah. I. This is yeah. evidence of God. We're not looking for God. This is evidence mm -hmm. of God. 
course. And it's the thing with, um, you know, people say, you know, trying to find evidence of miracles and things, but life is a miracle. Life itself, (laughs) you know, the the trees, the flowers, the birds that fly, everything is a miracle, miracle. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a miracle. You are a living miracle, Kevin. (laughs) 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 A walking, talking, living miracle, aren't you? You know, as we all are. Yeah, we are. Um, and, you know, uh, we stand as a testimony to God, to, you know, the reality beyond. Because another thing to think of is that the material plane that we're in now is just the lower aspect of the spirit world. You know, this is the spirit world, but it's in a material form. It's a mirror, a yeah. reflection, as, as, as the terms used a lot. It's almost like sort of getting in a car and driving it, isn't it? You're having that experience. You're you're a spirit having an experience in the physical, aren't you? Yeah. To me, anyway. Because, and you know, people wonder about the future and what's going to happen. And, you know, you, you shouldn't worry too much because everything I worry about never happens. So worrying works. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm saying, you know, if, I mean, you know, like yourself, uh, I mean, I've seen many things for the future and uh, I'm not worried. I think the future is going to be very bright, unlike mm-hmm. a lot of people, because I, I believe that the uh, the truth will come and, uh, and everybody will understand uh, what we're all about. You know, that's what the purpose of this uh, show is, is that it's bringing truth to people. And whether you like it or you don't like it is immaterial. The fact of it is, is that's the aim of the show, to bring truth to people. And, um, you know, we we have to have guests like yourself, Kevin, to bring people enlightenment. That's it. Well, it can also um, break you as well, can't it? You know, well, uh, yeah, it, could, it, it can, but, uh, you know, I mean, that, that doesn't bother us because at the end of the day, truth is paramount to everything, you know. Truth we'll, is paramount. So, we become stronger yeah. um, as a result of that um, because you, everything that you have, I mean, if you go back five years ago, well, I, I, I certainly with myself, if you go back 10 years ago, go back 15 years ago, I believed different things um, and I understood differently. I mean, what I say to people is, look where you are now, how much more you know now than you did before. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, you know so much more now. And you know this thing on to, you know, modulate that a bit to aging, you know, there's this thing in to destroy the human spirit of everyone's too old, everything's past, and, you know, you've got to do it by a certain age and all this kind of stuff. And that's a toxic way of looking at things because yeah. like, in all the things I do in my work and in my life, I'm much better at it now than I ever was. I even drive the car better. I do the garden better. I edit better. <laughs> you can I... do my garden then. Yeah. Again? <laughs> Leave my garden alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. but generally, we do things better. We're, we're better family members were better at everything you know we cook better yeah. we, we get better as we we get older we, we mature yeah you do, yeah it's a negative thing and it's not it's yeah. it, it's the destruction of um what it is to be a human being you know you look at other cultures and in the past and jump back to the german film old people back then were respected 
for their yeah, work. Absolutely. And absolutely. I, I was very close to my um, paternal mm. dad, not my, my mother's mother very well, and she passed when I was a kid. But I was raised, partly raised by my Irish grandmother. And she come mm. from Valencia Island, you know, which is off the coast of, southwest coast of Ireland. And she gave me a different outlook on things, you know. Uh, she gave us all an outlook on things that was different. You know, she shaped us who we were uh, in uh, an awesome way, which is why I love Valencia Island. Whatever it was about that place that made her who she was, there's something mm. else to do with the geography. The point I'm making is, yeah. as she got older, she became better at things. You know, we all do in, in our skills yeah. and all the things that we do. So what is the problem? I mean, musicians, I, I'm a, I went to music college. I play better now than I, I've ever done. Mm. You know, so um, I think it's nice to have it's nice to have a passion. But I think the one of the greatest gifts anyone can have is the ability to reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. to have a conversation and to reason. Yeah, you know, and again, and that, that applies. Conversation has been lost on a lot of people. They've got no ability to reason at all. Right. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> if it's not their way, they don't want to yeah. know. If, yeah. it, if it's not their way, they don't want to know. That's that, absolutely. So you know, but uh, yeah, it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you, Kevin. It has. And I'm, yeah. I'm sorry that we haven't got more time because we we've got so much to talk to you about. So I think we're probably going to have to get you on again if I you don't get you mind. On again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe maybe your book will be ready by then as well. You never know. Well, yeah, you know. Um, but no, seriously, thanks for having me on, and it's great what you're doing. Absolute pleasure. No, and, thank uh, you to you as well. I'm really looking forward to reading them because um, I haven't actually got to read your books yet, and um, you know I've been delving a bit into the uh, sort of historical and uh, biblical kind of aspects of things, mm. and you know I've. I found out some really interesting things and I'm hoping at some point to get my own book out about all my findings yeah. as well. So I'll be really interested to see, um, you know, your take on it all. Be fascinating. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much, Kevin. And um, I look forward to talking to you again very, very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. we're friends on Facebook anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> you take care, my friend. Take care. Uh, you you too. take care. Thank you. Bye bye. All the best, Kevin. Bye. Bye. bye, -bye. <laughs>